And welcome back. This is Jay Taft with your weekly sports podcast, Not Just a Game. Um, we've been reaching out throughout this entire pandemic era uh, for this season of podcasts. And we're trying not to just keep it um, what's happening on the court and on the field. We're looking to get the stories of our local athletes and what they're going through and what they're doing, um, as well as kind of fitting it with the times. Um, and these are some some strange times we've been going through, and there's a lot a lot going on out there. Um, this week's guest is is I'm really excited to get this this young lady on. We have Maddie Hecox, a former Rockford East um, star basketball player, star softball player. Um, she probably starred in lots of other things. Um, and then she went on to RVC and was a star basketball player and probably started lots of other things. Softball as well, right, Maddie? Yeah. Okay. So I don't want to leave anything out. Um, and now she's moved on to Southeastern University in Lakeland, Florida. Um, and she's on the basketball court. The NAIA is, is playing hoops. Um, and she just had her first career double-double not too long ago, so not only is it good timing to get her on for, to talk some basketball, um, but Maddie, you went through some serious stuff um, a year ago with your heart, and it's just such an incredible story. I had to bring you on. I really want our listeners to kind of hear what you went through, um, the miracle that is Maddie Hecox right now with, with you still walking around, not only walking around, but playing basketball. Um, so first of all, Maddie Hecox, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Of course. Uh, it's it's been quite a year for you, quite a stretch. Um, we have to first of all, let's go back a little bit, you know, before we get into the big drama. Um, let's go back a little bit and talk to me a little bit about um, your days at East, and then moving on to RVC, and how all of that got you to Southeastern University. What do you take from those days, those high school days of athletics, and then moving on to RVC? What did that do for you as a person and as an athlete? Um, I have, sports have obviously been a huge part of my life. Um, I started really in middle school, but I think basketballs uh, in high schools where I found a true passion, um, and I think just my teammates uh, throughout high school really had instilled that love of the game um, and just the success, especially towards the end of my career at East. Um, we had a pretty dominant team um, and we kind of beat odds, uh, at least for Rockford Public Schools and had a postseason run. And I think um, just having that opportunity to represent Rockford and represent the Rockford Public School District um, with girls who all uh, were, were striving to complete um, kind of the odds against against East um, had really driven me, um, but my heart had always been with softball. And since I was nine, that was like my sport. And so when it came to uh, playing in college, I actually just wanted to play softball, um, mm -hmm. at least my senior year. So I wasn't really looking to be recruited for basketball. Um, and one day, I don't know, I was like, I'm just going to go to Rock Valley. I didn't know really what I wanted to study. And if I was going to Rock Valley, I got the opportunity to live at home still. Uh, definitely a homebody, definitely very family oriented. So going away was scary. Um, so it was cheaper. Um, and it also allowed me to get the opportunity to play both sports. 
and played both sports at a school that was great, um, that had a good reputation of winning. And it was something I wanted to be a part of. And so I obviously uh, played basketball and softball and um, basketball kind of just skyrocketed and I exceeded kind of any expectation I set for myself. And so I really think that kind of established my heart for basketball. And so uh, into obviously we won nationals for softball and so it was exciting and I was very grateful to have been a part of it um, but I think towards that following through my heart was still with basketball and so leaving Rock Valley I only had any recruitment open for basketball and I obviously went to I've committed to Southeastern I had a different other schools that I was like waving between just because I still didn't know if I was ready to go away um, I liked I was obviously living at home for even the two first years of college. And so I was like, Florida is so far away. Like, I don't know if I could do it. My family's super far away. Um, but I love the school. It's a, it's a faith-based school. And um, Coach Hayes, I had a good relationship with him. I talked to him for uh, since my freshman year at Rock Valley. So we had developed a good relationship. And so I got here. Um, and then a few weeks in, I kept bumping into the softball coach. And I was like, this is definitely like a God thing. Like, I don't think this is an accident. And so I just went up to her and I was like, I'm Maddie. Like I played softball at Rock Valley, like basketball is where my heart is, but I wouldn't be afraid to continue to pursue it. Even if it's for kind of not like recreational, but like for fun, because it's, I'm being a part of something. I do love softball, but my main priority would be basketball here. And so I talked with her and she's like, we'd love to have you. Like, so I went out and she's like, you can be a part of our team. So last year COVID cut that short. And so I only really got the opportunity to pursue basketball here. Um, But this year, hopefully once basketball ends, then I'll fully be able to commit to softball and do both here as well. Incredible. And I mean, RVC's softball and its women's basketball programs have just skyrocketed. I mean, they've just gone through the roof. I'm assuming that people know that even down at Southeastern University, they probably knew about the RVC programs and what you've been going through, right? Yeah, definitely. I think also just like the coaching staff that I had the ability to play for Rock Valley um, definitely contributed to the success, obviously, as a program. But Um, I think it's important just for coaches like they were so intentional on developing us as people and sports aren't forever obviously like some people have intentions of pursuing it like past college but I think coach Monroe and coach Opat like definitely um, build me up as a person because they understand the importance of growing outside of the court or outside of the field and I definitely think that has contributed a lot to my growth um, not just as an athlete but as a person as well. You have to get ready for life too. Right. Get ready for the next game and life. I mean, that's <laughs> what it is. The good coaches know that. Yes. Um, so you showed up at Lakeland, Southeastern University. Um, this would have been leading into your junior year, right? I assume you showed up to start your junior year. Right. Um, kind of walk us through what you went through there. Um, did you get started? in in your sport first or was there um did you did you have the heart test right away walk us through what happened there early on yeah so there was um like your typical testing that you have to do kind of before you start any sport um so prior to actually coming out of florida i did the like physical paper copy where they ask you questions like do you have trouble breathing when you exercise you have chest pain like normal stuff and 
I mean, I've played sports my entire life. So I was like, nope, nope, nope. Like the whole entire thing I went through and I was like, I've never had an issue. And so we got down here. So I obviously had passed that test and we were practicing. I think it was probably, I got down here mid August and it was probably the first week of September. So we had practiced like two or three weeks and um, Southeastern requires EKG screenings through a program called who we play for, um, which is a nonprofit organization that, uh, really wants to advocate for heart screenings because getting behind someone who had passed away, uh, a friend of the people who have the organization. And, and so they want to bring awareness to it. And so Southeastern has joined with them and was doing screenings. And so my athletic trainer, every, if you're a transfer, you have to do it. Or if you're a freshman. So if you like, haven't had one before and I'd never had one. Hmm. And so all the athletes are doing it. And so I walk in and I do it. They just connect like 10 leads to your, your body and run it. It's like not even a five minute test. Like it was over. And so they like tested, it tested your heart, like your rhythm and the electrical impulse of your heart. And so I left and like two days later, I had a meeting with my coach unrelated to my heart. I was actually going to talk about softball, but he's like, Oh, the trainer BJ is going to sit in with us. And I was like, okay. And so I went to the training room and I thought it was like, maybe to have like a third person in the meeting, like no idea. And so BJ had told me, he said that my uh, EKG had come back with something called Wolf Parkinson White, which is also known as WPW. But he was like, we don't know. It could be like a hiccup. And so the whole time I'm like, okay, I'm sitting here. And I'm like, it's definitely a hiccup. Like I've never had any symptoms. I've played like sports my whole life. Like I've never, ever, ever would have guessed that I would have had something wrong with my heart. So the whole time I'm like in denial because I'm like, this is definitely a hiccup. And so from there, we just had to do further screening. And so I had to do uh, see a cardiologist and do another EKG just to confirm that it wasn't a hiccup. And so once I went to the cardiologist and he had confirmed it, I walked in and he was like, do you know when healthy athletes just like drop dead? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, that could have been you. And so I was like, it was kind of like a reality hit. Like I never had a symptom. I was completely asymptomatic and my life could have been over doing what I love. And I never would have ever known had I not had an EKG. And so then from there, you just, I had to see, uh, do like a stress test and an echocardiogram just to ensure the structure of my heart was fine. And then to determine if I was a low risk or high risk for cardiac arrest, because WPW, like you could live with it, but being an athlete, I'm more at risk of cardiac arrest. So it was to determine like, is the surgery, ne- surgery necessary or is it, I guess, okay, if I were to continue playing. Are some cases like worse than others? Is it something where if it's mild, you could have just left it alone or is um, it? I don't necessarily know if it's like some is worse than others. I know in regards to like the surgery, sometimes the spot of like where the extra impulse is going can be harder to get to, which would require like more surgeries or like some people don't pursue it like further in sports because they don't want to risk it. But yeah, so I was obviously at high risk for cardiac arrest. And so I, it was just a cardiac ablation. And so they went in and like cauterized the area where my extra electrical pathway was traveling to. And then it was like a two, about a two week recovery. And I was able to like go full into it. Obviously I was out, like the testing took a while. So like getting back into shape was a little bit challenging, but in regards to like my surgery and like my heart and stuff, my heart was like, I felt fine. It was more so just letting the incisions heal. Um, and then being able to compete. 
what type of was it like an open heart surgery i mean i know it's different nowadays yeah. the way they can go in to things what no was it was a cardiac ablation so they went in through my groins um with like a catheter type thing and then just maneuvered it up in incredible the, yeah. oh my gosh um so no big incisions on the down, you know, the big thing down the chest, which you yeah. used to always see for people right. that had to go through right. stuff like this. Just incredible. Um, and did they come right out of the procedure? Like, hey, it was a success. We know what we did. Or was it like, let's see what happens kind of thing? No, for me, uh, I was very blessed just to have one surgery. Uh, the area that it was in, they were able to have access to. Um, and so once I woke up, they ran like numerous EKGs just to make sure that it worked. Um, and then from there, it was, I had like the six week post-op. So I had done another EKG just to ensure that it had worked. And then I had no issues, but it was like wild because I wear my Apple watch like all of the time and I have like the EKG thing on there. And obviously an Apple watch isn't going to detect WPW, but now like if I go back and I look like, let's say when I was at Rock Valley, if I were to go back and like, look at when I tracked my heart rate, I could see it, like see the imperfection on my, but I never knew because I didn't know like what's a right and what's a wrong, like EKG or like a Delta wave and stuff. But now like I look and I'm like, Oh my goodness. Like I wouldn't have known because I'm not an expert expert in it, but it's like pretty crazy to look back and like have seen it on my watch and I had no idea. Oh my goodness. Was it like little itty bitty differences or is it something where a professional would have been like, Whoa. Um, well, I mean, for me, I didn't really notice. Um, it's instead of going like straight up, like on EKG, it kind okay. of, uh, like curves a little, it's like a hiccup. And so it goes in. So you can see it because ultimately it's like a little tiny heartbeat before my heart actually beats. Cause there's two, the impulse is going there first before it would tell my heart to be. So you can see it like very little, but yeah, I had, I didn't notice yeah. it. <laughs> wow. Is yeah. there, do you have examples of athletes who have um, died because with this condition, did they tell you anybody in the past who has dealt with this or is it? Um, I don't know, like WPW necessarily. Mm -hmm. um, I know it's actually like, it's pretty rare, but now that I've had it, like, I don't know, like professional athletes, but I know athletes like within our conference who uh, have had it. There's a kid at my school who also had it. Um, and so it's like, I don't know. It's not like just WPW because now I've like developed a new passion and um, just like cardiac issues are a lot bigger than people. I mean, I'm guilty of it. I never would have probably become as passionate if I wouldn't have experienced something that ultimately could have taken my life away. But now like to be a part of an organization who is advocating for it and to see the impact that um, like cardiac issues have taken lives of so many, uh, it's kind of frustrating because like people just like brush it and like a physical copy, a physical paper copy, like you don't, I passed it and I could have like potentially died. Like, and so it's just frustrating. I know obviously no one's at fault, but I believe like there could be people doing so much more to create awareness for this. And there's like different things that go into it, like costs and accessibility and like stuff like that. So I do understand, but for someone whose life like could have been taken away, it's definitely something I feel like more people can, can talk about and we can do more to save lives from people because I mean, one life. Yeah. It's like, okay. One kid passed away, but that's one kid too many. And so 
I don't know. It's like definitely like son or daughter or somebody's son or daughter right. or brother right. or sister. One is one is enough. Um, and I'm I would imagine this is taking a lot more than just one life. And it's kind of one of those things where we're seeing that all it takes is to have an EKG or the proper heart monitoring system in place and you can find this. How rare is it that your school happened to have this system in place and you got tested? Is it is it becoming widespread or is your school kind of rare to just happen to have that? Uh, I truthfully, I don't know many. Um, I had done a research paper last fall or spring um, and like looked it up and I don't remember the stat for sure. Like, I don't know, but it was like out of 70 some athletes, I don't know the percentage, like, and it was at a division one level, which division one, like you're funded and like, we'll have division one transfers come. And I'm like, have you ever done EKJ And they're Like, nope. So it is pretty rare because I mean, and we're in an NAI school whose funding compared to a division one is obviously vastly different, but even to know like there are division one schools who still don't do it. And I, I mean, I'm grateful. I always like think I'm like, what if I had went somewhere else and I didn't have like go to a school that had done an EKG, like definitely all part of God's plan. And like now to think like I came to Southeastern and I was able to find it, like what are the odds? But yeah, I, I don't, I think, that it's not as common as like people realize, but yeah, I, I don't know. Do you think this saved your life? A hundred percent. I don't, I mean, I don't know when I would have had an episode or if I would have ever had, um, but obviously not being symptomatic, I never would have known. And I mean, even if I was an adult and I was like running outside with my kids one day or, or anything like it definitely went ahead, could have taken my life away had I not had an EKG uh, last fall. It could have happened anytime. Right. In 10 years, 20 years, whatever. Right. It's, um, it's a miracle. And it's just so, so bizarre that why, why did Southeastern University have that system in place? Do you know? Um, I know before, like our current trainer got here, um, the year before that, so it would be, I think, three or four years ago now, the trainer had connected with Who We Play For because Who We Play For is right now just in Florida, and I think they're, like, filling up to, like, Georgia and, like, around here. Um, but obviously their intention is to get more schools to do it, and so I think they connected with them and realized, like, the value of it. And even Who We Play For, I was talking to one of the head guys um a few a few weeks ago and he asked me about rock valley and he's like does rock valley do it and i was like no and so he said he's like we have machines that like we could willingly like donate to them and like have like more schools do it and so i think it was more so like with them and so when i go back home if i move back to the midwest (laughs) uh, i want to like obviously bring awareness to it and if i can like have programs like that who are willing to because their sole intention is just to run the test to save lives. And uh, so if they're willing to donate machines to, to organizations, um, you don't hear about it a lot, which I understand. But like I said, like one life is, is one too many. And so um, I definitely think who we play for has had a huge step in why schools are doing it. Um, and they have all the proof and all the evidence as to the importance of it and the lives that were cut short and parents who have spoke about like them losing their kids and their schools within my conference who have lost 
um, athletes. And so I think it's really just the testimony of all these people who have experienced it or like myself, like who could have experienced it and just become another statistic uh, at the end of the day. And I think that's really where, where it's going to come from is the, the push and the drive from people who uh, have experienced things like it. People like you, right. you don't have to go very far to find a, a, a good uh, speaker for the cause, which brings us to, you've kind of taken this on as a bit of a crusade, right? It's a little personal for you. Um, and as you kind of mentioned that you're the kind of people that should be behind this and trying to make things right um, for the future and better for the athletes that we have around. What what are you doing? Give, give us an idea of how you've taken this to heart <laughs> and what how you're going to um, try and help. Um, right now, um, we actually started a chapter at Southeastern um, with who we play for. And so the other kid who experienced something similar uh, to me at my university, um, we've kind of taken uh, advantage of, of the experiences that we've had. Um, and so it's obviously super challenging with COVID because you can't really do anything, but there are like events like where you do speak about your experience. Um, there's well, we would do screenings. Um, so I've actually helped my trainer uh, with the fall sports that were coming in. I was able to do EKG screenings with him. And I've said like before, like it's so simple. You literally just connect pads to someone's body and connect the lead. But it makes me so happy because like to know that obviously I don't, I hope no one ever has to like have a heart issue and like have to go through it. But to know that like this test that I'm connecting to someone could save their life it is super rewarding to me and so I've been doing that um but really right now it's just focusing on basketball focusing on school just because I do have one semester left and then internship um but I do one day hope to whether it's with who we play for whether it's opening up my own heart foundation um in Illinois or in wherever I end up um just to bring awareness to it is definitely something uh, where my dream, it's my limit, it's my sky. And so I definitely do want to, um, do something with it one day because I definitely think it's, it's worth it and people need to be aware of it. Boy, nobody knows about it better than you. Uh, I'm an inside source right there. Um, what is, what are you working on? What type of degree are you working on over there? Um, right now I'm doing, uh, sports management with coaching. So I do, uh, want to coach I don't know what level I don't know um, but obviously it's it's kind of cool because even if I do go into coaching and I do want to like vouch for heart screening stuff I'm still affiliated with sports and so I think it's super cool that I could implement like the importance of it wherever I end up um, with like heart screenings and so that's right now I'll have an internship over the summer but I haven't like figured it out, like what I'm doing. So I'll do that this upcoming semester. I'll determine where I want to go. And so we'll see. With what? With who? Uh, I haven't like picked it. It's like before I get my degree, I'll have to do it. And so I should be picking it within the next few months. Okay. Boy, a lot of, a lot of opportunities for you in the future, huh? Um, and it sounds like you're really holding steadfast on that you want to help make sure this doesn't happen to other athletes, right? Right. Um, that's not an easy chore. <laughs> that's, that's a tall order for, right. I mean, to take on. Um, what do you, like, if you were going to, 
look into your future a little bit and see what you could do to help? What do you think are some of the ways you can help? Um, I think first, obviously, is just to tell my story. Um, I think when people hear it and like, not necessarily relate, but they're like, oh, I know her and she experienced it. Like it can happen to anyone. Um, So I think that's really just the beginning. Um, And then obviously, whether I stay with who we play for or I don't, uh, just to find the resources, obviously, um, funding is, is going to be one thing just because EKG machines aren't cheap. <laughs> um, and you'll have to have like connections. So I'd have to connect with like a hospital or a cardiologist that would ultimately read the screenings. Um, so it's actually a lot. It sounds like I'm all for it. And, but I'll definitely have to take advantage of the networks that I've made through this experience, um, and kind of seeing like what they did to get to where they are. Um, and so I think that's definitely another thing is just to continue to build my network. I know there's some organizations kind of in by Chicago, um, that do something similar. And so I think just to see like what resources I need, like what, um, like materials and what I need to do, um, in order to make it possible is definitely going to be the start kind of until I build up the building blocks. I think there's organizations all across the world right now that are focusing on these type of issues because it's, it's not new at number one. And, um, number two, it's, it's kind of a growing concern, which is probably why the EKGs were available and why they're becoming more available. Um, you see them now, even at the high school level on a court side and, um, during the athletic events. So it's something that's definitely becoming more widespread and stories like yours, um, will hopefully continue to increase that and, and mm-hmm. bring it more to the forefront. Just insane, just incredible story. I mean, it's so nice for you to be able to tell that story without the part of the story of you collapsing on the floor right. during a game or something, because that's usually when your kind of stories come out, right? right. Yeah. You're blessed. It's it could have been a lot worse, right? Yes, it really could have. And and here we are. Now we have to talk hoops because you're you're kicking some butt out there this year. Um, I I know. I just noticed you just was that your first double double? Uh, it was my second one at Southeastern. Okay, sorry about that. We're no, it's to, <laughs> we can't we can't shortchange you here. But you're a five nine shooting guard. What are you doing getting ten rebounds? I- they just come to me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite a stat line. 17 points, 10 boards, 6 of 7 from the free throw line. Um, you had a three-pointer, um, four steals, couple turnovers, two turnovers. That's no big deal. When was this? This was on the 30th. This was, what, New Year's Eve or something? Yeah. Okay. Um, you've had a few games since then, but I did see you guys are um, 9 and 2. You got something rolling over there, huh? Yeah, we do. <laughs> Talk to me a little bit about what it's been like working your way back into play. Do you have anything in the back of your mind that makes you think of your breathing or anything, or have you been able to kind of focus on the game? Uh, a lot of it's really just been focusing on the game, um, just because obviously I was cleared by a medical professional, and so I'm going to trust uh, him. Um, there's a little bit of concern, just like with COVID, obviously, and and the rumors around like myocarditis and, and how it can affect. Um, but I've always tried to not live my life in fear. Um, 
obviously God has a plan and uh, he saved my life once. And if it was my time to go, um, obviously I'm going to trust in that, but uh, really it's just been my focus on basketball and just being able to uh, obviously pursue and there's kids who've, who've lost their lives um, and don't get that same opportunity. And so it's something I'm definitely taking advantage of. Um, I obviously have learned numerous times uh, throughout my life that life is short and whether it's with myself or like people close to me um, it's, it's an, it's an opportunity. Um, even with COVID, there's so many schools that don't get to do it. Um, and so even if we obviously don't know like how it's going to affect our postseason and stuff, but just being able to continue to pursue basketball, um, to create relationships with a team, um, is definitely something that I've taken advantage of, uh, these last few months. And whether you want to be or not, you're kind of a spokesperson here for <laughs> heart ailments or for EGs need, needing to be available. Um, you've kind of been thrust into that position, but it sounds like you're going to be a pretty good um, spokesperson for that. <laughs> you really have, you really have a good head on your shoulders. Um, you've got, you can have a good way of looking at it. Um, I think you can help a lot of people, which is really cool. I mean, that gives you a purpose, right? It gives your right. life a little <laughs> more of a purpose now. Yes, for yeah, sure. And not everybody gets that and gets gets that opportunity to help others. Um, I want to follow along. We want to hear about how it's going. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if you're going to be um, someone who's really helping a lot of other people get through some of these things. It's uh, such a neat story. Um, and it's continuing. You've, you're only halfway through this <laughs> season, right? I mean, who knows what you guys can do on the basketball court? Do you have some goals um, for the next month or six weeks? Or, you know, like you say, however long this season is, we don't know. <laughs> um, what do you want to get out of this season? I suppose you probably look at it a little differently than you did a year and a half ago. Yeah, um, obviously there is so much unknown um, with COVID and other schools and like whether our team is affected by it and then you have to quarantine for two weeks. So it kind of like fluctuates. Um, but I think right now for our team, it's, it's one game at a time just because you can't look too far ahead, especially with the unknown. And so you're looking like towards something that you don't even know if it's going to happen. And so right now it's really um, we have new girls coming in that we're going to help um, who I think will benefit our team. Um, and so once like we're getting them into the flow of, of our system and how it works, um, I think it's just one game at a time. Um, and just being able to, to come together. Uh, I think again, some people like lose, lose sight of the bigger picture. Um, and so like, we can talk about nationals, we can talk about conference tournament, but if we don't win this game or the next game or the next game, who even knows? Like, and so I think right now that's just uh, our main goal is just to look at the, the smaller thing, take it day by day, get better day by day, um, fix the things that we were bad at yesterday and, and get better at them today. And then uh, hopefully at the end, we do have a national tournament um, and we are able to, to compete um, for a national title uh, come March. Just like in life, take it day by day. You learn something new every day and you have to take strength from what you go through and your experiences, right? right. Um, clearly you, uh, you have done that and, and you've taken this a long ways. Maddie He Cox, former East star, former Rock Valley college star, current Southeast earn 
university star. Thank you so much. This has been really um, enlightening and I really appreciate it. I think there's a lot of people out there that are going to um, get a lot out of this conversation. Let's do it again soon. All right. Let's see how this season goes. See what avenue you take next in life. And then you can fill us in on what you're doing. Again, okay. <laughs> All righty. Thanks, Maddie. Good luck. Thank Stay you. safe and keep uh, pumping in them three pointers. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Maddie. Thank you.